Welcome to episode number 18 of the TurfCast podcast. Tonight we have a special guest, and Miles is here from You Betcha. So I'm pretty sure if you've been on the internet in the last couple of years, you've probably seen him at some point, at somewhere. You may not have known it, but I'm pretty sure you've seen it. So Miles, we want to welcome you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We're just going to hang out. I have some bad news, though, to begin with, and that Ooh. is that we have this can right here, and it's uh, Keystone instead of what you're used to. So, Yeah, no. we're not off to a great start here, but... <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, hey, thanks hey. for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little disappointing. Maybe if I'd have known you guys were drinking that, I wouldn't agreed to come on the podcast. So smart <laughs> to tell now. Um, but uh, I will combat your Keystone with the old Bush latte here. So there you go. There we go. Hey, Bush. Yeah. See. There's nothing wrong with drinking a man's beer and talking about grass. And that's, the, that's what we're all about here. So, you know what? Different strokes for different folks and, and different yeah. beers for different lawn people. We're cool with all that. Now, you know, if you came in here with uh, some IPAs or something like that and really try to drink us under the table, then, then we would have had a problem. But you're, you're on solid ground there with the boosh. We're okay with that. Um, you know, we, yeah. we've just not graduated from the college beer to the bush light yet yeah so that's just where we're at uh i say it all the time i don't care what beer you drink just don't be a snob about it right Mm -hmm. don't be don't be an ipa snob (laughs) yeah uh, all right rd used to be uh you used to be drinking the ipas pretty heavy when we started this show i think actually I, i did i just was on a kick like i get on i get on that with um you know, my relationship with beer and food is piss- and and lawn care really as a whole is all the same. Like I just use something until I wear it out and then I move yeah. on to the next thing, you know? So like, you know, right now, Keystone and Oreos, like look out, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, a, it's probably not the best thing to have for breakfast, but by golly, if you have to do it, I mean, Hey, whatever, no judgment. My, my thing right now is corn nuts. Don't ask me how Ooh. I got here in my life. Yeah. Uh, but it pairs perfectly with a nice cold beer. Um, it's not uh, too, uh, there's not too much pizzazz with it. You're not necessarily, it's a pretty steady Eddie snack. And uh, that's been something I've been munching on. No bit, joke. Right? I uh, used to, my old coworker that I used to work with, uh, we used to work nights. So I'd get home at like 11 o'clock at night and then I would, you know, crack open a beer and then we'd talk to each other all day. And somehow he would call me and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, having a beer like usual. But he would always be eating corn nuts, and I would just be like, "In the phone, it's a very specific sound. Like, what is going? Like, you're eating corn nuts again." I'll, I'll refrain from eating any corn nuts on the podcast, so your listeners aren't like, "Okay, I gotta shut this off." Yeah, that's in my ears. Uh, yeah, that's some like Ace Ventura stuff. Like, uh, do you need an ashtray? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Miles, I think uh, probably start here with just a little bit of your background. So the people that don't know who you are or maybe, you know, the story beyond kind of what you do for quote unquote work. Like I always get these questions, too, where people like, that's all you do for how do do you make money doing that? So we'll get into that. But uh, in terms of kind of your background, maybe you want to start off where you grew up and kind of that whole thing. Yeah. So I was born and raised here in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm still here. Um. Went to college across the river in Minnesota, in Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, I grew up kind of just doing normal Midwestern stuff, played sports, went to the lake, um, drove around for fun. You know, that's usually a common thing everyone likes to do around here. Um, And then uh, after college, I uh, worked a year of concrete construction because I did that growing up because my dad owns a concrete construction business. And after one full year of that, I was like, I think I need to figure something else out because I don't know if this is going to be great on my body for the rest of my life. So uh, we uh, went on the seasonal unemployment, you know, because uh, you can't do concrete in the winter up here in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, so I said, I got like three months here to figure something else out. And me and another guy started doing uh, social media marketing, freelance stuff for businesses here in Fargo. And that really kind of catapulted everything that you see with uh, You Betcha today of we got a bunch of different reps with other companies and them paying us to 
you know, try new stuff and all that. And eventually I was just kind of like, I want to do something for myself. I kind of enjoy being in front of the camera. Um, so let's just try it. Worst comes to worst is no one follows us and I just keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, we got lucky enough a couple months in to, uh, get a video to kind of pop off on Facebook. And, uh, I don't know if you guys are spotted cow fans, but I basically pissed off the entire state of Wisconsin <laughs> by absolutely demolishing their beloved spotted cow. And, uh, ever since then, it's kind of just been keep on plugging, plugging away at trying to get views and uh, also building a brand and kind of celebrating the Midwest lifestyle. Cool. So what did you go to school for then? So I'm an exercise scientist, actually. I know you wouldn't uh, guess that off of uh, just looking at me. Uh, I wouldn't guess that. But when you play college football, you just get an exercise science degree and that's just like what you do, you know, is (laughs) the easiest thing. So that's what I did. And so clearly I'm still using that degree today. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I get that. Definitely. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Well, I have a degree in music production. So there you go. Well, I can apply a little bit here with the podcast though. Yeah. Just you- a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of, um, did you do any of this type of stuff, you know, back when you were a kid, like comedy stuff where you, was that something you were interested in or you know you were always just kind of that type of kid who was always making jokes or was it just something that kind of grew over time yeah i don't know how i ended up here to be honest i uh i was never like no one was ever like oh miles he's like the class clown or uh never once did i i I still don't do stand-up comedy but never thought about doing that or anything it really just kind of stemmed from like i know like I, I try and emulate when it's me and my buddies sitting around drinking and we all just start piling on of making jokes. And all of a sudden one person says one thing and another person says another, and all of a sudden you guys are all dying laughing and you don't really know how you got there. Like that's like my favorite type of humor and it kind of comes through on our podcast. And so that type of thing is more my uh, comedy style that and like just sarcasm and uh, awkward humor. Like the office is one of my favorite shows of all time. Just the, the sheer cringe humor that is in that is uh, yeah. something I really enjoy. And so really I got into it because I was, I, I like being in front of the camera and I saw other people building an audience and turns out this internet thing is here to stay. And uh, so I said, someone's going to do what I'm currently doing now. So why don't I try it out? And uh, um, humor was the thing that kind of seemed to shine through. We tried a bunch of different stuff and, the, the kind of like uh, parody or satirical content seemed to to kind of shine through. And so we just rolled with that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, a question that I had was, since I do sort of a specific topic on YouTube that I've made, you know, 500 videos about now, at some point it kind of gets like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do that's more interesting? How am I going to, you know, make something new, whatever? So how do you guys approach that with your content in terms of coming up with new stuff? I mean, I know there's some recurring themes and, and things, and that's kind of how we can get to the lawn stuff eventually. But um, how, how does that work in terms of finding new content or ideas? So that's like the million-dollar question is, right? It's like, how do you stay, <laughs> how do you stay relevant, yeah. right? Yep. Um, we talk about that stuff all the time. We talk about how... Um, I, you know, you, when you have the hot hand and, and you are, people are watching your videos and all that, it's great, but it probably, you know, odds are it's not going to last forever. And so we've been talking about how we need to start as a company, bringing in more talent that can have their time with the hot hand and bring in uh, more people that, well, I'm reinventing myself and maybe not getting as many views or having as much audience engagement or whatever as i try and figure out the next wave they kind of pick up their slack and and do that and so we've uh we've hired um our company now has 18 employees including wow side and our content side we uh just hired three new talent people of where their their sole job is to just create content kind of like what i do and uh in the hopes that we can start building a more of a media company rather than just me because I tell the employees like 
guys, if I die tomorrow, like we're kind of screwed. So we got to, <laughs> we got to figure out a way to make this a real business that uh, can live on past me. So um, my wife says that cool. same thing every day. <laughs> uh, I, I think about it every day. So we're all in the same boat there that, you know, there's our, there's our morbid curiosity getting the best of us, but I'm curious though, like, you know, you talk about just content ideas, but like when you go to make a specific video, right. With a specific theme, like okay like the uh, the trigger one's one of my favorites honestly because it's just like you talked about we talked about this you know with the beer snobs like the grill snob thing is like so overplayed you know in in dude culture right now like i can't even stand it i can't stand it so i thought that video was hilarious but how do you come up with all the jokes like is it just literally like you guys are ad-libbing out there or do you really like try to storyboard it out and sketch out some good ideas and then just see what works and what doesn't it's a lot of both of that. Um, our entire company kind of thrives on structure and chaos. It's like I kind of do both, you know? So it's um, like we, some videos are just an outline, right? And then I just add like, a lot of the review style stuff, whether that's making fun of Yeti or comparing beer to Bush and acting like it's <laughs> if any beer is going to beat Bush, you know? Um, those are a lot of more bullet points, but then, um, we sometimes write a lot of jokes ahead of time and then we, all right, we, we nailed all the takes of those jokes. Now let's just try and do something off the cuff here. Just keep the camera rolling. I'll just say a bunch of stupid shit and hopefully something hits. Um, so I think it's a combination of all those things and just, uh, and how we kind of come up with the video ideas. It's a lot of just observing. We actually, I do a technique where I write 20 things that I love and 20 things that I hate. And then uh, basically are the, can we make videos out of any of this stuff? And <laughs> sure enough, most of the, most of the videos that end up getting actually made come out of the hate column. So um, it just seems, it seems easier to write when you have a little more built up angst against something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a, it's a much stronger emotion for sure. Yeah. So then how, how hard is it to, you know, with that style of just, okay, like we're going to structure this to a certain point, but then we're going to let our comedic genius take over. How hard is that to edit? Like when you go and and like start cutting stuff up and it's like, oh man, can that, could that do well? Because it's not like, uh, you know, a standup act where they, they're rehearsing for months and months and months or SNL where you're getting that, you know, that type of feedback from an audience. Like you're literally in a room with maybe another person and you have to decide if that joke's good enough. How does that go? Like, how does that play out in your mind? Yeah, so we have a we have some techniques for that. So a lot of times we'll have we'll do like a looser cut right away. We'll, we'll kind of keep almost everything in, and then play it through and go. You can immediately tell the jokes that just didn't land, and those are easy to just kind of cut out right away. Um, and then we go through a process, kind of morbid as well, of uh, what we call killing babies. So basically. Uh, a joke that you really liked, right? You wrote it, but it's just not working in this video. Yeah. You know, like, we love this, but we're going to have to kill this baby. You know, like no one wants to do that, but sometimes you just have to. And that, we got to come up with a better name than that. But yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's what the best? Talking. Okay. What's the, what's the best killing baby joke that didn't make it in the video? Oh, if you had I'm, to pick one. Uh, I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head because it happens with every single video. Sure, uh, sure, but think of one. Ends up, I, I'm just I'll, curious. Yeah, all no, right, all right. I, I'll think about it and hopefully I have one by the end here as we go. But that's fair. Uh, yeah. So then that, and then we also have people around the office watch it, and while they're watching, they probably don't know this, but I'm watching them to see like what they laugh at and what I get a reaction to, and then you can kind of go from there and mm-hmm. figure out pace and all that stuff. And then just becomes a, like where, you know, I, I played football. So I like to use that analogy of like the guy who probably gets the most amount of reps in practice is going to perform the best on game day. And I think that people don't put enough value on reps when it comes to the internet. It's I posted this video and no one liked it or commented on it. And I suck at this. I'm never doing it again. It's like, well, no one's supposed to watch your first video. Like right. no one's there right away. You know, like you didn't just pick up well, some people maybe, but you don't just like pick up a football and all of a sudden you're Patrick Mahomes, you know, like you gotta put some work into it. And I mean, I'm sure you guys have found this with even just podcasting that 
if you go back to listen to episode one, you're like, oof, I wish that I could just delete that from the internet because I don't know. It, it makes me cringe when I listen to my first episode. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a great segue into lawn care because, hey, I mean, there's so many mistakes and stupid ass shit that we've probably done, Ryan. Over oh, yeah. the years, if you go back, I mean, I'm sure you go back and watch it. I go back and think about, you know, the beginning of my career and I'm like, man, like you were really stupid and you're really lucky that you're still here to talk about it in, in some type of professional sense. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's a good take. That's yeah, a good take. Reps. Sure. So at what point for you, Miles, did you kind of come to the realization that, you know, maybe this is more than just. Uh, this could be my job. This could be something I build a career around. Yeah, that's always an interesting question for me yeah. too. That that people ask me, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I just at some point I just took a risk and said, Yeah, let's just go for it. But yeah, so the the first moment I knew I had something that was bigger than just like, oh, you had a video go viral, was when we first got monetized on Facebook. Um, which we got monetized on Facebook much faster than like YouTube. Um, but we first day we made a dollar 26 on Facebook ads. And in my mind, I was like, this is it. This is the game. All I have to do is figure out how to make that number higher. And we're in this, like we can make this happen. Um, and then we, uh, the moment where I knew that I could like quit my job and all that is that we did make that number go higher and, started selling some merchandise and that went well. And then I was like, okay, let's uh, try and do this thing full time because I think if we put our weight behind it, it can really be something. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got to that similar situation where I was just putting so much time into, you know, what I was doing away from my regular job. And then I was like, I can't do both of these things well anymore. I've got to commit myself to something and that's just, I think you just have to make a choice at some point. And well, when you, it's like really bad, but you just end up finding yourself like not even trying at all in the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. No, it's, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like getting out of a bad relationship or something. You're just like, you're over it. You're out of it. It's time yeah. to move on. So, yeah. yeah. So then how did you move into some of the, you know, finding the other characters that have been in the videos, you know, someone like Charlie or how did you meet those people and kind of bring that into the fold? Yeah, so Charlie, it was an inevitable that we were going to do something together. Uh, we both were doing very similar content. Um, we each got a ton of DMs of like, you need to check this guy out. You need to be uh, hitting this guy up. And uh, we I don't remember who DM'd who, but eventually we, we got together and our first video kind of was a hit. And that's when we're like, all right, let's just make sure we meet up together a couple, at least a couple times a year now and just you know, bang out some videos and kind of post them as we go. And um, so that's kind of how most of those relationships happen of just like a, a simple DM and, and lining something up and, um, and doing all that stuff. And then the, the internal people that we've hired, um, we, we did a little competition actually, where we hired two people from that. And then also just uh, a guy named Joey Kinsley, AKA Sir Yacht is a guy that we hired who is a absolute loose cannon. It was kind of a like complete opposite style of content of me that we, we didn't take a risk on, but we were like, Hey, this is different. And I like it. And he's Midwest. So let's just try it go for it. Um, and we just found him on TikTok and kind of um, went with it. And, and that's been going well. So it's every, every situation has kind of been unique. Mm-hmm. So what does a typical day work-wise look like for you now? Like, are you, how much are you shooting or are you doing more of the business side or how does that all kind of play into it? Yeah. So I've been trying to structure my weeks a little better. Um, like I said, it's the combination of the structure and the chaos here. As much as I want it to be structure, my brain works in chaos. So it kind of is back and forth, but I try and have Monday and Tuesdays be heavy shooting content. Um, whether that's the skit videos you see or the review videos, we also shoot the podcast on Tuesdays and then Wednesdays, I try and do more of like creative. I found that as this business grows, my brain tends to just lean towards the business side more of trying to figure that out rather than being creative. So I've, I've kind of made sure that I have a day to be creative because my creativity has helped this get to where it is. 
Um, Thursdays are more like a business day for me where all I try and stack as many meetings as I can in on one day. And then Fridays, we have a little thing we like to call content school here at You Betcha, where, um, you know, back to football again. After a football game, you all get together and uh, watch film and critique each other and all that. And we actually get into our uh, room where we have a bunch of TVs and throw everyone's content up. And I offer my advice of what I think. They kind of help each other out, too, and kind of make it a little bit of a war room of, uh, all right, what should we improve on this next week? And that's always interesting because I could review every piece of content that goes out and make sure it's good before it goes out, but then no one learns anything that way. It, you can only learn by actually going out and messing up and that's your loss that you have to wear. If, if you post a video and, yeah. and it does really bad, you know, then you kind of learn from that where if I'm just holding their hand and saying, no, nope, don't post that video, go change it. Then it's, it's just, I personally think it's just a better way to learn the other way. So that's kind of, I'm just doing that stuff all day long and coming up with ideas, shooting content, um, being just the guy running the operation, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's all over the map. So do you find, I mean, for me, I find that it's very difficult, like you said, one, to get away from the business side but and keep your creativity. But then two, when you run something, that's an internet thing. It's 24 seven. So it's very difficult for me, even no matter what day it is, Saturday, Sunday, midnight, 3am, it doesn't matter. Like it's really hard to shut all that off. So is there any yeah. way you've kind of worked on that part of it? I have worked on that a little bit, but I also sometimes like take a step back and go like, this is what I wanted, you know, like, uh, when, before I had any followers, before our, we were making any money, it's like, I want to like build this thing and I want to be obsessed with it. And I want to do this for the rest of my life. And like, you know, this is just part of what comes along with it. And I know that if I wasn't up at 2am thinking about this, that I probably wouldn't be very happy doing it. So it's like a weird thing where my personality actually likes that. And sometimes, yes, I am. I do get sick of it, but you know, then you just go home a little bit earlier that day and try again tomorrow type of thing. So, um, I, I personally, my personality is like, I like it. And, um, I just, I would regret not doing it the way that I'm doing it later on. I just know that. So that's kind of why I just let her buck and, uh, my employees probably get annoyed when I text them at, at 2 AM and say, Hey, we should do this podcast clip tomorrow, but just the way she's going to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be completely dedicated to it really. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I think it would be interesting to, to sort of find a way sometimes to show people the behind the scenes of what actually goes on. I think there's a lot of people, especially me, who's just like, so what do you do all day? You just like mow your yard? I'm like, uh, no, there's a quite a bit quite a bit of other things that I'm doing, but there's just no real way to show people all of that stuff. So I, I mean, I get why their impression is what it is, but Yeah, and and I think that for me and and I don't know where you guys are at in your stage of your business. And I just it's it's so funny because you you want to get out of the stage of doing everything cuz you're like this is exhausting. But then it becomes a whole new beast when you now have to trust other people to do what you were doing and also help train them and like lead them and, you know, be okay with them kind of messing up and and not going off the hinges and all this other stuff. So it's like, you think it's going to be all grand and great to hire employees and like, oh, I'm going to have so much time, even though you just spend more time. Now you're thinking about all the stuff you used to think about and you're thinking about is like, are my employees happy? What do they need? It's just, it's yeah. a constant thing. It, um, yeah. No, but it's it's tough. It. It's Ryan tough. and I were just talking about that actually, like right before you came on because he's kind of getting to that point in, in his business with turf consulting and my wife and I are, are the ones doing what I'm doing right now, but we're both pretty much overwhelmed at all points. So I've been trying this week. I've been playing farmer and I've been out at our property just sitting on a tractor for two days straight. And she's been like, we need to get film of this. And I'm like, yeah, well just pick up the camera. And she's like, but I don't know how to use it. So yeah, I get it. You got to train everybody. And it's like, it's in me to just know what I'm doing, but 
once you're doing the work and then you're trying to also do the filming and you're, it's just, it gets to be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I told all the guys and now we're like, if I have to edit something now, like we are messing up in our business because that means our systems are not going the correct way. Um, like we, we need to figure our shit out if, if I'm doing this stuff because that's their job now. And, and, you know, so takes a little adjusting at first because you want to just do it for them but letting them learn and figure it out is definitely uh, a mm-hmm. learning curve so let's transition just a little bit to the lawn side of things and of course i think most people who've probably seen most of your stuff the lawn ones are always popular you know the the lawn dad and the the midwest just everybody likes lawns and having a nice lawn so how did that kind of play into anything? Like, is that something you had some experience with maybe as a kid or is it just kind of, I know what goes on and you know, the skit kind of comes naturally, but. I hated mowing the lawn growing up. I hated it. Right. (laughs) Like this is a chore that I have to do. My dad's making me do it. This and that. Now that I own and have my own lawn, it's like, I'm mowing the, you know, trying to do diagonal lines. I'm, you know, like preaching to Ryan, the other guy here at the office, like, hey, you got to be edging your lawn more. Like (laughs) a clean edge on the sidewalk is what the difference is between a good lawn and a great lawn, you know, and like just I'm still so new at it, but I like I, I joke too that. I'm like told the guys, it's not really a joke. It's what I've been doing lately is I was like, go home and I just stand on my patio and just look at the lawn for 10 minutes at the end of every day. And you're just like, there's no reason to do that. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's just, you're just looking at it. Yeah. I think that's like an underrated thing about the lawn is just, just look at it. It's, it's that nice. in uh it's that in sprinklers. It's just something mesmerizing about when it's yes. just, yeah, it, it is. So no, I get that. Um, when I was talking to, uh, I think it's one of your guys, Brent, he was like asking me a few questions about what I do. And, you know, he's like, so how do you get your grass to look so much like that? And I was like, well, I started real mowing. And he's like, what's real mowing? And then I explained that. And he's like, oh, Miles, as soon as you tell him about this, this is going to be bad. He's going to be completely addicted to this. And so, so you can tell me what real mowing is? Yeah, well, so... Essentially, what happens at a golf course on the green is there's a yes. specific type of mower. It's called a real so, mower. So, so pause. My dad had a real putting green growing up. He uh, he had one of those mowers. Um, you serious? I, yeah, my dad, uh, my grandpa actually um, built a nine hole course in a small town outside of Fargo, and he had an extra mower. He gave it to my dad. My dad put in like an actual putting green in our backyard because he likes to play golf and all that. And so um, I never really did much with it because he didn't really trust me, to be honest. <laughs> As you probably he was clearly, yeah, he was like, well, this kid hates mowing the lawn, so he's definitely not mowing the putting green, right? Like, yes, there's no chance. Well, 100%. But yes, just keep going. Yeah, so... You know, it was something that I never really thought about as using at a home yard. But then a friend of mine, he kind of started doing that. And he was like, you need to start doing this on your channel. It'd be really cool. So I was like, okay. So I ended up trying that. Now I've got, you know, most of my front lawn is mowed down between a half inch, three quarters of an inch. So it looks mostly like a fairway type of thing. And and you're doing like the sand leveling and all that stuff, right? Like that's when I... So when I started doing lawn content, I was like, I at least have to understand what the, what the best guys are doing here. And so then you go down a rabbit hole, a lawn tube, and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I am doing absolutely nothing compared to these guys. (laughs) Well, you talked about it earlier, uh, you know, between like you and Charlie with the DMs. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times after your skits came out, like the first mow of the year or those types of things. I was making all those videos every year, but I was dead serious. I wasn't like, it wasn't a joke. So everyone's yeah. like, would send me yours and be like, you need to talk to this guy. Like, you know, yeah. he, he, and to be honest with you, I in no way, shape or form was trying to steal. Like there's so much content on the internet that like my biggest fear is that someone's like, 
hey, you blatantly stole this content. And no, I swear no. to God. But it's just like, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I hope that like my content on lawn stuff comes off as like, yeah, I'm kind of like making fun of the whole like people intense with their lawn, but also still like a nod of like, yeah, this it does. Is still, this Absolutely. is an art, you know. I just thought it was funny because I always told my friends I was like. Uh, this is a, a joke in a way, but in a sense, like there are this whole group, there's this whole group of people who kind of take that seriously. And it is funny at the same time, even for me. I mean, that's what I do, but I'm like, it is still funny. So that we stand out there, we do all this work and all that stuff. But in terms of the real mowing, yeah, I was just like, okay, if he finds out about this, I, he's like, yeah, he's really going to want to learn about this. He's probably going to want to do it at some point. So. Just yeah, forewarning here, you're probably going to get down this rabbit hole, and we're going to see how far it goes. And deeper, yeah. Well, you got do you got to have a special type of grass though for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Let's just yeah, we'll we'll say yeah, you do. Uh, do you know what's in your lawn right now? Like, you know, what is your lawn like? Like, if you had to give it like a one to ten score, like right now, uh, not compared one- to like Nors, like that's that's totally different. He's on another planet right now. But what would you say? Uh, so I would say on a normal lawn in a neighborhood right now, I've been watering it like crazy. We just recently this year got new sod. So like it's it's looking pretty good. Like I would say it's a nine on a regular scale person lawn. Um, although like the neighbor kind of has some like crappy grass and it's like kind of invading ours. And so I'm going to have to like figure that out. But um yeah i would say it's like a nine right now but that's just because we've been watering it we've been putting some simple lawn stuff on it kind of had a patch that looked kind of bad and we ended up putting like the seaweed extract yeah yeah the root stuff on it and it yeah it it fixed it you know it's not there anymore so i was excited about that but um yeah do you have any clue as to kind of what your soil was like before that sod went down? Meaning like just like... Meaning like where is it a typical home type of situation in a newer neighborhood where they take all the nice soil and take it off there and leave you with the shit? Or was it like there's still some topsoil type of thing left there? I mean, maybe you don't know. Um, I mean, they definitely stripped the lot and we did have to bring some more dirt back in and, and I tried to convince them to bring me the best dirt that you can um i'm sure i'm sure that we probably could have got much better dirt but uh you know who knew that dirt moving dirt was so expensive you know, oh yeah so. oh yeah there's i mean especially to get the good stuff and that's one thing that we find is that nobody really knows what the good stuff is it's like uh you know all the stuff you hear about people like you know, buying weed in high school. It's like, man, I got the good stuff. It's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Dude. Like, just, <laughs> just, just shut up. Okay. Like you're a 17 year old junior. You just got your driver's license. Like shut up. All right. So that's one thing too, that, you know, the soil is really going to dictate like how well you can do. So, I mean, from a sod standpoint, it's good to hear that you brought that in, but you know, what are the next steps? Like what, if you were, if you were to go out there and be like, I, I want to hear the, the, the well, let's just narrow this down to the three things you love and the three things you hate about your lawn. How about we do that? Um, so the things that I love is, um, I actually like that. So we kind of have like a ravine in our backyard and I just mowed down a bunch of long grass in the back and we put sod in there. So I love that. I like made it bigger and was like, I want nice grass as far as I can absolutely make it. Um, I like the, I want people when they come over and hang out, you know, grill out, have some fun. They want to actually like take their shoes off and like actually go in my grass and just hang out and do that. Like you've been to those lawns where Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, if I take my shoes off, I'm probably going to get like stabbed from some weed or there's a rock that's going to, you know, break my ankle on or something like that. And so. Uh, I do like that I have grass that people actually want to walk in and and be barefoot and all that stuff. Um, What I don't like is right now I don't have 
neighbors because I am in a new neighborhood. So it just like kind of ends. And it's just like, it looks like shit on either side of me. And the, you know, and I imagine that as I get neighbors and stuff, I'm going to like be like, all right, you guys need to pick up your lawn game because ours looks great. And then all of a sudden it stops and your guys looks bad. Um, so I'd say that's something I don't like. Um, another thing that I don't like, um, I don't know. I, I hate living up here and that like you really only have great grass for like four months out of the year. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. Your, your growing yeah, season tough. is short. Where are you guys located at? So I'm uh, right outside Des Moines. And so... You it's know, a little so, better, right? Yeah, it, it is probably, I would say, probably at least another month on the spring and another month on the fall compared to what you have. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so you know, probably about even with what Ryan's got in terms of probably seven good months of growing weather here mm-hmm. you know the rest of the time is kind of whatever you know waking up from winter or going into winter but how how big is your lawn like in total square footage if you just had a guess so i think we have like a, a little over a half acre lot and okay. uh so i i don't know how I, math is hard i know in <laughs> math here, that's like good that's, that's enough that's enough we can we can extrapolate from there say, say no it. more I think an acre is forty three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet. You went to ex- clearly, you went and studied an exercise science class because you yeah. knew that. So, yeah, big, big numbers guy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I hear. I can remember, you know, a uh, combination of my locker from senior year. But if my wife asked me to unload the dishwasher tonight, like I wouldn't remember it. Like there's yeah. no chance. So. Well, so I, so I, like, uh, I always joke that. If you never tried to be a real estate agent at one point, like, did you really live? So uh, when I was um, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, you know, you have that like realization like, oh, people in real estate make money. And I know a lot of idiots that made money in real estate. So it can't be that hard. And then I went through the entire class where they teach you stuff like that, like how many square feet are in an acre and all that. And then I like was about to take the test. I went through the whole class and I was like, I don't think I really want to do this and just punt it on the whole thing. So um, that's just a side note of like why the useless information that I have from not only my college degree, but attempting to get my real estate license and then just punting after that. So, yeah, no. So I think really when it starts with is actually exactly what we're talking about. What type of grass do you have? If you know, and then how much square footage you have. Usually that's those are the two like beginner things that you start with just because everything else after that is kind of based off of those things. What's the grass type? And then how much space do you have because it's going to help you figure out all your products, how much needs to go down, all that stuff. So do you know grass type? I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming probably bluegrass. I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's just the, the what normally it is bluegrass it's a kentucky bluegrass yeah usually is what it is that's probably what i got yeah and could be it depends i mean do you know sod farm did it come from somewhere fairly local do you think um probably yeah fairly local yeah okay because some people have been switching a little bit more to i wish i would have done some homework on this before i didn't know uh i needed to know where my sod was coming from well you know we're just crazy like that but no, I, no, I love, I love that. Now, now I want to know. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to start asking tough questions. That's 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 what it's all about. It's just asking the next question, right? Like, just think of it like this: like, just like you said, can I tell a funnier joke? Like, give me, you know, thirty seconds with the camera. You just got to ask yourself, hey, could I make this a little bit better if I use different soil or got sod from you know Charlie's sod farm instead of Bob's sod farm? Like, it's it's legitimately like that. Like. Those decisions to the normal person, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Charlie Bob's, who gives a shit, right? But it's legitimately like knowing the right answer and trying to figure it out. And it's a never-ending quest. Like Ryan would tell you, I would tell you the same thing from doing this for years and years and years. Like you just, you never figure it all out. So, so it's good. Yeah, it's good. What, what, as people who know what they're doing, like when can you sit back and just look at the lawn and be like, I'm in a great spot. 
I feel great about uh, my lot. Maybe once a year. <laughs> no, like, what, but, but what has to happen? Like for me, it's like, all right, mowed my lawn and lawn. It looks good. I think I can have a beer. I, I enjoy where I'm at. Where you guys are like, that's not where you're at. <laughs> no well it's all okay yeah go ahead you go first because no uh, i would uh, say ryan you got some wildly ambitious expectations yeah. i do too but they're also tempered by a lot of a lot of failure yeah as well so you go first no i would just say it should be like there's many times and you have to kind of understand my level of perfectionism is is not a healthy level probably is what you would call it no um so i do my best to to kind of step back every once in a while and be like, okay, I'm in a good spot. Because most of the time, to be honest with you, with what I'm doing, you know, growing the grass type that I am, I'm growing perennial ryegrass in a very hot and humid summer climate. It's not exactly the smartest idea ever or something that most people would probably recommend. But it's something that I kind of took on as a challenge and it's been working fairly well for me and I, I really enjoy it. So I should step back every once in a while and kind of say, yeah, this looks really great. But this past weekend, I had a friend here, and this was just before what I call kind of renovation season. So my yard looks great right about September, right about Labor Day. And then I just tear the hell out of it because it's what I do and like <laughs> reseed things. Yeah. It's like, so I told him that. I was like, I'm glad you got here today because about three hours from now, it's going to look like absolute shit. And he's like, well, what are you doing to it? You know, I was explaining, but. And it does right now, but in about mm, two weeks from now, I'll be happy again. So it's always a cycle of things and kind of, Ryan, you do things on a different level too, because you have so many clients and, and different expectations that they're dealing with. So that's a different thing too. So before we get into the, I'm interested on the clients thing, because that blows my mind, but to kind of sum up a little bit what you said, my mom loves interior design, right? Like she's not actually an interior designer, but She's always painting the walls a different color. She's changing out decorations, this and that. And her line was always a good house is never done. A good lawn is never done. That's right. So, no. she's, that's, mom is that's right. Yeah. Mom, mom is right. Uh, you know, it's good that you come from a sports background, particularly football, right? Because it's not like baseball where you just turn through like a whole bunch of games back to back to back. Like there is a whole cycle of preparation you go through to get to that game play that game you review your performance and then you get ready for the next one yeah and i almost think that like having done this like it's really hard to look at the totality of a season and be like oh yeah like it was a good year it was a bad year without first starting with like what i would call like event-based planning like hey i want to have this thing banging for the memorial day cookout like i just want to i just want to tits out the lawn make it look great and then maybe your next thing isn't until like Father's Day or July 4th or the kids' birthdays in the, you know, the 1st of August or so, like whatever. Like you got to kind of set those parameters so that you have something to build towards and work towards. Because if it's just like the drudgery of like week after week, I mow the lawn, I look at it, it looks good. And then I come back out two days later, it's growing up, it looks like shit. Or there's weeds out here. Like you'll, you'll make yourself insane if that's the way you take like your time period. So like, I think the football thing is good. You know, like, yeah, you're going to play some cupcakes and some shitters getting ready for the big game. And that's on July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Tune up game. So just look at it like that. Like if you can set your calendar for your lawn based on that, super easy to plan around, right? Because you can just take that event and work backwards from there or, um, you know, set your expectations high. And then like you were saying, I I love the, the mantra of your culture that you have in the company of like, okay, just put it out there. Right. And that's all you can do because there's so many things that you can't control, like can't control the weather, right? I'm sure, you know, if you were like, hey, Ryan, Ryan, I want the lawn to look really good for uh, Cinco de Mayo in Fargo. Like, I'm going to tell you, Miles, like your your chances of success of that taking place are probably very low, right? <laughs> so it's managing those expectations and be like, why don't we plan for July 4th, right? And just get Star Spangled Hammered on some boosh, right? Like, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> yeah. So... That's, you know, I, if I, if you were a client, that's what I would tell you is like, let's manage those expectations and let's, let's set a different, you know, end point. Right. And I think you're going to be a lot more happy. So, you know, in my world, it's, it's anything from professional down to amateur sports. And 
it's it's hard managing those expectations but that's what i found is like let's find something to build towards whether that's you know particular sports season because your school's your school's really good at football or you know you have the biggest little league baseball program in your parks and rec that you know is like your your star you know of your show let's build around that right let's not try to like make the the thing look great 52 weeks of the year because nobody does right like if you are you a golf fan? You ever watch like the the Masters, like Augusta National, and all that oh kind of stuff? God, yeah, yeah. Oh, that course looks like that for legitimately, like just like that, for about four weeks of the year. Yeah, That's it. I believe that. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like they, those guys for eleven months are trying to make that course peak for one week, for fifty-one other weeks. Right now, they got some big member events like where all the swinging dicks come in, and it's like a big <laughs> deal, right? Like you still got to get it up for that like you can't what's the old line i told you before ryan you can't have a prick waving contest if you don't get it up right <laughs> and that's those guys those guys have made a system and an entire set of processes around hey second week of april it's go time they've just they've mastered it right so the nice thing is if you're in a place right you're familiar with fargo you grew up there you're still there like you can really wrap your head around like what's the weather going to do at this time of year and how can I be prepared for that? And, you know, then you start building off of that. Cause Ryan will tell you the weather is the great equalizer, right? Like you can have the best program. You give the best scratch. You can do all this other stuff, but man, the weather will kick your ass. Ryan, mm-hmm. tell them the horror stories. about. Well, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that, right? The like, first thing I want to say stuff. on a side note is you were talking about warm-up games. How the hell did the Gophers have to play Ohio State as the first warm-up <laughs> game? That's what I want to know. Well, hey, that's a warm-up game for them, right? I mean, they're going to go out and go 6-6, six and six, right? So you got to get ready for that, right? You Miles, just get- Ryan the- went to Ohio State, so, you know. I'm, we, I'm a Buckeye, so yeah, if you hate yeah. me, I'm sorry. But, well, do you know who Sir Yacht is then? Yeah, he's uh, he's an Ohio guy. He's from like Cleveland area, right? Yeah, he. Uh, so I get the Ohio State thing already from him. Oh man, he's <laughs> see. There's some he. I don't know how truly obnoxious he really is in person, but like, I will say this. I will apologize that you know, just like I'm sure, like at least we have a reason. Like we're we're at least somewhat good. Like we have something to back it up. Like if you were uh, a Nebraska fan and you were super brash and talking shit, it would be like. Okay, like Tommy Frazier hasn't been here in like 26 years, guys. Can we can we restart this conversation and you know take yes. a little bit of the air out? So I, I you yeah. know I uh, I think that like I don't know at least on the defensive side for the Gophers, I feel like they just got like out coached. They yeah. just didn't have eyes in the right spot a bunch of times. It wasn't necessarily like that they were like beating them. Just no, by, I uh, yeah, obviously Ohio State was more talented. But like it was like the touchdowns were like seventy yard touchdowns just because it was a blown assignment. I, I agree completely. I I happened to be at the game. Yeah, and so uh, yes. Yeah, they. <laughs> and then that football talk right there. There yeah. we go. Hey, football. Yeah, yeah. And when it, there's not too many games, I'll just say this, RK. It's not too many games. You're going to give up thirty five unanswered and win. Let's just say that. No, no. It was just I would go. I seriously went like two times out to get a drink or something and it was like a comeback <laughs> 70 yard touchdown I'm like what the hell i don't get this like so yeah. like getting back to the weather thing that's what you were talking about yeah i deal with oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think actually miles you have a kind of an advantage in a sense because i have a friend that lives in moorhead and he kind of tells me kind of what's going on during the year there and i mean really you have a little bit Obviously, you have a hard winter, but you're not going to be doing anything lawn-wise during that point. So the summer part is where I have the most challenge just because of how hot and humid it gets here, whereas I'm trying to keep my lawn somewhat going when it really doesn't want to be at that point. So I think that might be a slight advantage if we get back to, I don't know what you ever call quote-unquote normal anymore, but I mean, it's been hot up there this year and dry too, so that's not a good thing, but... I think when people think Fargo, they think, oh, it's negative 30 degrees out. And then uh, this summer I went down to Missouri for an event and they're like, oh, so it's been nice up there. I'm like, no, in July, it was a hundred degrees for like three straight weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we signed up for cold up here. And all of a sudden now it's, 
hundred degree. Like we might as well just be in Arizona in the summer up here. Yeah, both hells. Hey, yeah. But, at, no. at least you weren't working concrete though. I mean, there's <laughs> there is that, right? You gotta you gotta like silver lining, like, okay, I could have been going knocking off forms and breathing in, you know, dust we're cutting expansion joints in in this fucking weather. Well, yeah. that and then when I was working concrete to make us feel better, there was a guy who was uh he who's a veteran way back in the day, he's an old guy. And his mm-hmm. line was, "At least we're not getting shot at." So that's where, uh, <laughs> that's where, like, oh, it's like getting shot at, and then there's doing concrete work is like right there. So, They're on the same level. Yeah, that, yeah, this, yeah. This guy was like, "Well, you know, yeah, I'm not being chased in the jungle, so there's also that." <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, totally, totally rational thoughts, right? Completely. All right, so you know the the weather thing too you know in your case and like this is a year of extremes for you guys up there for sure like who knows if it'll be like when it'll be like that again if it'll be like that but you know typically the other thing i'll say about your climate up there for the most part is that you see a lot of stuff like hey you need to do this in the spring and you need to do this in the summer and you need to do this in the fall and some of the the newer uh research i guess if you want to call it that what we figured out is that you know, the climate up there actually lends itself more to like summertime is really like your go time to grow grass, right? So like if you're, you know, you hear people talking about, hey, I'm going to seed in the fall because that's the best time. And that's what, you know, Scott's and whoever else, you know, uh, has told me to do. And in reality, like it just gets too cold too quick up there. So like your whole calendar is like backed up. It's pushed forward two months, right? Because you don't really start until may ish and it's pushed back two months because you know you've got to really get going on whatever renovation work like what ryan was talking about by you know definitely now like probably three or four weeks ago uh, yeah now so it's 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 a it's a different animal and so i don't what i would caution you on is just like reading the stock boilerplate advice and just being like oh that's what i need to do um it's a little bit different not any more challenging, right? It's just more compressed, right? So that you don't have that whole like break in the summer where it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm not going to do anything. Now when it's 100 degrees and the grass in Fargo is probably not used to that, right? Nope. And there's, def- <laughs> there's definitely, I mean, this is, a, this is no BS. Like there's definitely like an acclimation kind of thing with grass, like where you just like us, like if, if we took you into Scottsdale, Arizona, you'd be like, nope fuck this this is terrible like i don't want to do this and if you put the out here for three weeks like you would have been ready to come home right right now grass is no different right? if it's not acclimated to it it's not going to perform well and that's another one where it's just like well i'm gonna play defense i'm not going to push it i'm not going to try to do a whole lot of you know stuff to it other than you know there are some good things and you know we talked about simple one solutions and some of the things they have uh i have no stake skin in the game with those guys but they do have some good products that can get you through some of those times right when it's really tough um that aren't fertilizers or aren't super harsh on the grass mm-hmm. and so um yeah. rd i have a so, question for you so miles has newer sod when was it laid miles um i think it was in july or so okay so very new what would oh, be this year yeah Uh-oh. what yeah. would be something he can look at you know in terms of i know a lot of people have this question in terms of sod and new homes and things like that. But going into his season, as it's going to be getting colder, probably sooner rather than later, um, is there anything kind of that he should be looking at or just kind of let things rest here and, and go into the off season? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm going to look up the weather up there too, because it really is a weather dependent question. Let's see. I think it's going to get kind of dry for you guys up there. Yeah. So, 86 tomorrow and then it really starts to bottom out it's more normal so i would say you know the biggest thing you can do and even if it's big box fertilizer totally fine um but just try to fertilize that stuff like about every three weeks right and we can send you rates and and all that kind of stuff of what you need to get but by and large right now what your grass is doing as it's starting to kind of get ready for winter is it is pushing roots down as far as it possibly can to survive the winter. Okay. And when it does that, it needs energy from the fertilizer that we normally put down. So what you want to start backing off on is once you see um, your growth kind of starting to slow down a little bit is, is start backing off your fertilizer a little bit. So let's just say that you put down an application this weekend of fertilizer and then you did it, uh, 
you know, three weeks later. So let's write out the calendar here. I'm a numbers guy too. I got to see it before I say it. Carry the one. Yeah, carry the one. The <laughs> remainder. You don't. They don't do that anymore, Miles. It's all new math and all yeah, that common core stuff. I'm lost. Changed math. That's I don't get it either. I'd asked a kid. I asked a kid who's probably half my age. Like, you know, do you know what a multiplication table is? He looked at me like I had uh, vulgar pictures drawn on my forehead. It was. I was like multiplication table. Like seven times seven is forty nine. Seven times eight is fifty six. Nothing. He had nothing. All right. So you probably have like four apps, four applications of fertilizer that you could probably get out before the end of the year. Even if you only did three, you'd be fine. I think you give what the weather takes you or where, where that will take you and you'll be fine. So every three weeks, we'll send you something here via email. I'll have Ryan connect with you and your team. You do that and you let us know the results and just, you know, right. something else you like to go out there for your 10 minute, you know, viewing time, right? Just snap a picture like once a week. And not to send to us necessarily, but just to keep track, because a lot of times when you do that, you're talking about evaluating success and all that kind of stuff with your content. It's easy to go back on your YouTube channel and be like, oh, yeah, we made that. And it was moderately funny now and it still hits now or whatever. Like when you do your lawn, and you just have that memory seared in your mind. Like it's hard yeah. to tell. Like oh, it was this green or it was eh, kind of green, like fun through that stuff and, and kind of use that to measure your results, you know game by game if we're going to talk about the football analogy or so, you could be like me and you could agonize about those things because if you open up my google photos and you type in lawn <laughs> and there's five thousand photos and you're like hey last april look at how good it looked and now it looks like shit what did you do ryan you messed it all up uh i, I imagine that ryan uh ryan d here you're <laughs> The eternal optimist, and he's the eternal pessimist, or what's that would be correct? Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I've I've seen and killed, and like, I tell I tell Ryan K this all the time, like, I am literally the surfer that's riding the wave right at the peak of the wave until the next time I kill grass, and then I'm just gonna get on my board, I'm gonna paddle my ass back out in the ocean, and I'm gonna try again. Like, that's the best I can do because there is no way, no how that you're gonna skate through all this with like super perfect weather sometimes you do and that's the one where it's like when you're riding the wave like you gotta you gotta recognize it. So whether you're taking pictures of it or whatever you can admire the view and you can go back and tell your wife you're sniffing other whoever in, in your life that's important to you and be like hey remember july 6th <laughs> 2022 man this line was banging and you know your kids you know 10 years from now like dad like nobody cares Hopefully that's the line that is the, that is literally the the person that you portrayed in your video. Like they care so much about it. And it's like, it's the weirdest thing, like the lawn, right? Cause there's nothing in your house. Like, and the funny thing is like, I'll tell you this real quickly, like from a professional standpoint, most pros houses that you go to, like our lawns are absolute dog shit. Like this is no joke. Like most of the guys are so invested in like somebody else's grass. But ours like, looks like shit. It would be like going to your old man's house and be like, Oh, Hey, the concrete guy, like he's probably going to have like, you know, really nice steps, like a quick ass patio. And it's like the driveway is all <laughs> spider webbed and like there's expansion joints sticking out of here. Like it, it would be totally remiss to think that it would be like that, but that's how it is with the pro level. But I, I, like I said, what, you know, what are you looking to get to? Like is the, the real mowing thing I think is doable in the future, but like, are you looking to have like a fairway style lawn in Fargo? Like if that's the case, like, we can we can figure it out of how to get there. I'm just curious of like what is your like grand vision for he your needs little to slice do it. of heaven? I think he needs to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now we get the enabler, right? So he's the he's the he's the pessimist, but he's also the enabler. So it's yeah. a weird it's a weird dynamic. I don't I don't know, man. Wherever this takes me, it's like I want it to be when someone's driving by, they're like, that's a good looking lawn, like best one in the neighborhood. And then also when people come over, yeah, they do want to go and, and spend time on the grass and like not just like stay on the patio and whatever. They like actually want to like go and hang out and all that. So um You got I, it. Yeah. I, I, I think the uh I, I think my brain wants to go like, hey, I want to take this lawn to the next level, but my schedule and my time probably says I don't think you can do that, Miles, but um, I'm definitely going to bring this up to Ryan because Ryan also loves his lawn, 
And he feels like a guy that actually would take the next step into the real mowing thing and uh, like might actually geek out and go for it all for sure. Yeah. See, I, I'm thinking. Yeah. Apparently, you just have to be named Ryan in order for it to be the thing here. So. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, the listeners are like, okay, this is so confusing. Yeah. Now. yeah. Ryan's. <laughs> Ryan Sheely is one. <laughs> we tried to we tried to fix that by calling me RK, Ryan, the other Ryan RD. But yeah, it, it's a whole lot of Ryans. I get it. Uh, I'm going to say though, I think you can do it, and I think the real mowing thing. And it might not be right now, but in the future, when you say someone comes down your street, I can tell you there's no other thing that has happened lawn wise for me that has just been like holy crap than doing that because it's just not something typical in a neighborhood it isn't and Um, i don't i don't have a street where people drive down because it's pretty much a dead-end street so the only time of year that anybody comes down here is on halloween and they all walk (laughs) around and then all of a sudden you see these dads and they're like i had someone last year say oh i didn't i've never seen anyone with fake grass before like in a yard (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, it's not fake. That's got to be the goal, though, right? Is like, I remember uh, I played football on Mankato's field. It's a real field. And and it's like, we literally, we got there and we're like, we can't tell, is this turf or is this real at first? That was where the Vikings used to do their training camp. So, yeah, yeah. That's nice. So, like, I can do this as a way <laughs> you could storyboard this out but a way to you know, to shoot your stuff like give yourself an excuse to actually do the application but then make a video out of it while you're doing it of well, that's what i'll say know, like the, the, the long guy the long guy or the long dad who gives advice to every oh yeah you got to do this right over here like you're, you're totally doing it wrong like there could yeah. be a whole skit on that right there well and that was like the only excuse or the number one excuse i could have to switch over to doing some real mowing is uh is that i could be like well i can post the photos and do tiktoks about it here so you know yeah it serves my business you know all this right, right off that real motor as a business expense <laughs> like I see, I see where you're going with this yeah, yeah that's a good idea that's a good it's just a prop right it's a prop yeah. fellas. just like this right here this is just a prop <laughs> cheers cheers i think you're on the right track i think it's a you know uh, what you're trying to do and how you're getting into it it's just like anybody else. And I think that's the really cool thing is that you're, you know, obviously you're a really approachable dude and to, you know, get your own little slice of the earth and be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't want this to look like shit. And actually I'd like this to look really kick ass so that people enjoy it. Right. Like yeah. there's nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. And I think like what, uh, you know, if you look at what Ryan's done with his channel of, trying to help people do the same thing of just continue to ask themselves questions like he's a great resource and um you know i know he's aligned with with simple on and those those guys you know i think their name says what they do right like i'm not a show for them at all but i will say that they make very honest simple products that work like that's just what they do and so i think for you guys it's a good it's a good hookup between you two i think it's uh yeah, you get the Minnesota, North Dakota thing working there. Like we're, you know, close enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Southern Midwest. I don't, I don't know. Like, I probably don't count to you guys. Just like, you know, um, no, you're uh, you're protecting us from those Eastern states over there. You're, <laughs> you're doing the the on the bottom work. end of flyover country, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, Columbus. Like, do you guys do like uh, horse breeding and like cow shows over there? Like, yeah, we do that, but we also, you know, whatever. Like, we're the you know what uh, you know what I was thinking, Miles. That we could do is we could have like a lawn contest as far as uh, some content, and then we'd give you all the tools and all the cool stuff, and then whoever does the the contest against you, maybe Charlie or someone like that. And then we won't give him any of those tools. I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I like yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> if I'm going against you, like I got no shot. It's, it's, it's like different way different weight class. James and bad one on one basketball. It's just not gonna fly, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Ryan's wasn't in a different weight class than you are, right? Like you could yeah. run all night in a sleeping bag. It's just not going to work. So. Yeah, first, first time in my life, I'm not the old uh, heavyweight. I'm just the <laughs> little guy. And so, 
I had a question for you, and maybe this can kind of uh, wrap things up. Unless you have any other lawn questions, feel free to you know throw out anything that you have. But uh, in terms of, Far- I mean, Fargo's not that big. So now that you've kind of had all this success with all you're doing, uh, how is it? You know, walking around there, people recognize you. Anything like that? Yeah. So life is definitely different since doing this. Um, what a lot of people will ask is like, does it get annoying or this or that? And I said, well, one, no, because um, like I wouldn't still be doing this if it wasn't like the fact of like people felt like they can relate to it and that it's kind of the audience that you're going for. And you don't realize that that's like the audience is actually what like keeps you doing it. Um, And so that's number one. Number two is if I really was, you know, sick of people coming up and, and wanting a photo or whatever, like I would just stop pressing posts every single day. Like I'm in complete control. Like I have not signed a contract with Netflix saying I got to do this many (laughs) episodes or anything, you know? So it's like, I'm in complete control. And as long as uh, I'm happy doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. And what I like is that we built our page around the, we are Midwesterners and we're doing this kind of together and kind of all poking fun at ourselves. And also, um, yeah, maybe uh, talking a little shit about the rest of the country because <laughs> we're the, always the butt of every joke. Like, yeah. You, know, yeah. you ever been to LA? LA is the worst place to live on planet earth. Like why, why would I want to move there? So um, I think that uh, I love the Midwest and that's kind of why we put our stake in the ground here in Fargo of, Hey, we don't have to be in LA. We don't have to be in Denver. We must be in New York to build a media company and do great things on the internet. Like we can be here in the Midwest and build something in the Midwest. And um, that's kind of what we're doing. And whether it's going to work or not, time will tell. So yeah. I mean, it's been great getting to know you. I think, you know, finding out who the person is behind the camera, like as, as far as who you are in front of the camera, I, you you seem like a pretty cool dude. You got your head on the on your shoulders the right way, and you know, keep doing it, man. I mean, yeah, I appreciate it. And um, I think the biggest thing that I'll leave your guys' listeners with here is, yes, the lawn is important. Don't forget that this is you do the lawn, so then you can enjoy a beer when you're all done. <laughs> oh yeah, oh they know that. Yeah, let's not yeah. forget that. All right. Yeah, it's exactly. all, it's the coat. It's the best beer you'll ever have. Is right after you mow the lawn. Oh, so great! Huh? Yeah. So, all right. Well, RK, anything to finish up with? No, I just wanted to thank Miles. You know, coming on tonight, and I think it's something that we can keep in touch with. You know, help you out and as as much as we can in terms of any questions you might have going forward. Uh, I might be up in your area actually here towards the end of September, so we'll have to we'll have to see if yeah. uh, that's a connect point, but. Yeah, I just want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of your busy schedule to come chat with us and kind of give us your story a little bit too. And yeah, just thanks so much. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch. And like I said, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's, a, it's a niche that I'm starting to kind of get more interested into. And uh, I think that like, yes, we do the poking fun in it, but it's also like for sure a big nod of like, all right, we respect the people who actually can put together a really good looking lawn. So yeah, um, yeah. Thank you guys, and uh, hopefully uh, this isn't the the last time we chat. You know, so no, for yeah. sure, for sure, well, absolutely, sure. RD, you got anything else? No, like I said, thanks for coming on, and we'll send all that information so you can make those first apps and you know be the dad that gives everybody lawn advice and tells them how they're doing it wrong. There we go. I like that. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thanks, Miles. All right, we'll see you. See you. Later. Later.